Hey, y'all. Due to circumstances, we recorded this on Friday, September the 8th, and we knew there would probably be more Hascon reveals on September 9th. So enjoy this, and we'll talk more about the other stuff in future podcasts. What the f*** going on down there? It's Hascon Weekend, Hascon One Weekend here on WTFTFW. It's Friday, September the 8th, 2017, and we are all at home. I'm Vangelis, and that's Aaron. Yep. And uh, and and that's Aaron, and that's TJ. Uh-huh. And that's TJ, and that's me! Oh, we went around in a circle! Woo! Uh, so Hascon is going on, and that's kind of the focus of uh, the podcast today. It seems like... So I kind of assumed they were done showing off stuff, but then I realized that, like... At least two of those teaser pictures have not been realized yet, so I guess there is going to be more shown um, after we record this. But whatever, we got plenty we can talk about still. Uh, have any either of you guys heard much about how Hascon is going as a show itself? Because I caught a few little things, but I was wondering if you guys heard anything. Uh, not as a show itself. Not All right. Heard. Yeah, I haven't heard anything special either. <laughs> The main thing I've seen is the panel room appears to be like literally the middle of a, of a, a stadium, uh, which makes it look tremendously empty when photos are taken of it from far. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the crowd is uh, is moderate size, like there's enough people there for it to feel bustling, but not so many that it feels choking. And uh, apparently, they are handling their lineups extremely well, uh, or at least extremely well compared to Bacon. Uh, was what TFU Info tweeted. Wouldn't be difficult, but... No! Beating a dead horse. Because <laughs> it's dead. It is. Uh, but that that was that was most of the stuff I saw. It seems like the people who are there are having a good time. Um, I saw it described as not bad, but definitely feeling extremely different than what folks are used to who mostly were going to BotCon and stuff like that. Yeah, from the looks of the slides that we'll be talking about later and the display cases that we'll be talking about later, it seems like there's a lot that this seems more like a <clears throat> more towards the toy fair where it's not necessarily for fans, but for like corporate buyers. It is, but the, the um, what is it? The, the merch stuff like the hasbro toy shop apparently is laid out like a literal toy shop okay so they're huh. they're leaning into the ability to like you know host this whole thing themselves yeah no i was just looking at like some of the secondary swag stuff that was mm. in there seemed very much like and look we've got uh prints of this done up so that you we can do it as shirts or or jackets or shoes i did see someone tweet a Transformers 80s box art, like, proper yeah. suave-looking jacket. And yeah. uh, that thing was cut... Re- like, that thing looks, like, ridiculous. And, like, you couldn't wear that to be taken seriously. But if you don't want to be taken seriously in a certain way, that mm-hmm. jacket is perfect. Uh, I also heard um, completely forthhand, so I actually didn't look into any of this. Apparently, the Magic the Gathering side of Hascon is really popping off. Uh, yeah, like I it's going well. Managed to stumble into like the MTG subreddit, and it was all kinds of crazy. Like, oh my god, you see this card from the upcoming set? You see what they're doing to this one? Oh my gosh, they're reprinting that card! And it was a whole lot of people f- losing their collective. Yeah, ish. I always have a few friends who are still into Magic the Gathering, and I completely forget until they start getting excited that it's still a huge thing. 
yeah yeah it's 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 still a big game new like i i, I mentioned uh i think last week i played a little bit with uh daryl and his cousins and a game still holds up if you have a nicely constructed deck just handed to you mm-hmm. so you can just concentrate on the game uh it, it's it's pretty darn good still um so yeah it sounds, it sounds like hascon's going fine like if anything it just sounds like hascon has lower attendance than what was uh hoped for um this is like cruxing mostly on the back of a ton of apparently half like up to half off groupon uh ticket sales that were around up until like a couple days ago but as an actual event it seems like it's going quite pleasant it certainly doesn't seem like it's a ghost town so you know grats Mm because this certainly wasn't an easy draw i don't think um and we're going to talk about the mainly the Transformers stuff here. We're going to start off with, uh, before the Transformers panel for today, uh, they had uh, a display case set up, you know, had some Power of the Prime stuff. It also had just some straight up prototypes, uh, even gray resin prototypes on display, which I think is, is taking massive advantage of the fact that this is being held over in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that made me real happy. Uh, the, the first thing I just want to quickly highlight is Power of the Prime Starscream's gray prototype in robot mode has combiner feet bolted onto his arms just plugged into his biceps uh and i'll, I'll a little spoiler they still are not saying a single thing about whether or not starscream turns into a torso uh when asked which i think is great that's hilarious <laughs> but, but they show the box and the box says the torso drawing on it and yeah yeah I just, yeah yeah and it's CJ just that's just alternate art. Like, it's alternate right alternate art, art where Wink. he has a different a different layout and a, a yellow ripper no that, that he has a, an abominous foot at the bottom of that artwork. <laughs> and he's wearing a crown. And I was, uh, I was saying on Twitter that when people are asked about stuff they're not supposed to talk about like this, even though it's real obvious, they should just like really lean into it, just hardcore neg whoever's asking them stuff and treating them like they're from a different fandom. Like, does Starscream turn into a torso? And they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> you must be here for G.I. Joe. No, no, sir. Starscream turns into a jet. Uh, it's a very <laughs> iconic alt mode. But, you know, thanks for asking. <laughs> that's how i'd handle it anyway um and uh, I'll, this isn't really that big a thing to talk about but also they they've already basically said we're not talking about predaking he's going to be at new york comic-con so uh hmm. there's, there's not which a bunch of him. people just jumped on what he's a new york comic-con exclusive how did okay sure yes he is <laughs> that's <laughs> again if i were if i were at hascon and someone uh, misinterpreted that and then asked me as a hasbro employee i would just say yes that is the current plan, but plans are subject to change. And then you would be <laughs> looking for a new job. Yeah, but, I understand that I totally don't work in a corporate environment at all, <laughs> the way I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the third we, we time got... you've gotten that question. Yes, you fucking moron. Yeah, yeah, because that's <laughs> what we're doing. We're we're going really big. We're making the super expensive thing, and we're releasing it at, like, the also-ran of Comic-Cons. Yeah. And, that sounds you know, like a great business idea. Yeah, here, and, here, let me go get one of the Hassenfeld brothers, and you can go tell him some more of your ideas. Get, yeah. get, go. Guess what? Guess what? You see that You see that little teaser? That's, the, that's an actual photo. It's all black. No orange, no red, just straight black. Yeah, we licensed Vantablack so that no light would refract off any of the corners of the toy. The whole toy is coated in Vanta Black. Um, yeah, so Predaking's going to be uh, going to be available at New York Comic Con 2017 <laughs> only. I just want to quickly throw out there: New York Comic Con kind of stopped being the also ran a couple years ago. Like I, I think it it's gotten close to topping out some San Diego attendance numbers. Yeah. I I do want to I do want to say that I think it was New York Toy Fair. Did they say New York? I thought they said it, I thought it was NYCC. I, I saw NYTF. 
Oh, well, oh. that's boring. Okay. Well, it's <laughs> even less exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, thanks. Thanks for saying it exists, you know, because I, I, it's hard to remember sometimes that yeah. Hasbro actually never acknowledged that leak or anything in it. And it's at least a decent way to acknowledge the like, hey, and we have even more stuff in the pipeline. This isn't it. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I think that's it a nice com- little thing. It makes complete sense. They'd show it because he's the new Titan figure, right? Of course, he's mm-hmm. going to be the February thing. Yeah, that makes that makes way more sense in New York Comic Con. Um, But anyway, in, in the prototype case, the only other thing I wanted to highlight because this excited me is there was a, a painted prototype, I guess a hand paint of what would have been uh, Dark of the Moon uh, movie blaster out of the Dark of the Moon deluxe sound wave that also never came out in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the Japanese Sound Blaster uh, reta- repainted that figure. I like that figure a lot. That blaster head sculpt, I think, looks awesome. Uh, the colors are not perfect, uh, you know, especially given that it's hand painted. I'm sure that that brass wouldn't carry over that natural hue as well. But I really like this, and I'm kind of bummed out it doesn't really exist. Uh, that blaster head sculpt is is inspired, as far as like taking a movie verse blaster and, and fitting it in there. So that's that's kind of it for me in the prototype case. Uh, as far as passion goes, but Aaron, was there anything in there that really caught you? Uh, in the proto case, oh, I just passed by it. Um, you know, Starscream lol. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, what I was actually kind of surprised by was that they had like the old Huffer in there, like just alongside Beachcomber and some of the newer things that, okay, we have a bunch of these things in retail already. And then it was that Huffer Prime pipe mold or whatever. Yeah. I think that I think a lot of the stuff in this case, you know, some of it was thematic, but I, I think a lot of it was also like, what prototypes are actually in the office right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob, Bob, get that one off your desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because first like off, one. you shouldn't have it there, <laughs> and secondly, we need it for a, a thing. I like Huffer. <laughs> But it was also neat actually seeing so with the um, uh, Metroplex and Fort Max standing side by side. I wondered if that, like, given how much you were still kind of riding off of how cool it was to hear about the mold cost, I wondered if that was tickling your fancy. That was, because the stuff on that that is yellow looks to be what is shared versus Mm -hmm. gray, which is what's unique. And it's, like, even though I have both figures, it's easy for me to forget that those ramps on the backs of the shoulders are the ramps that were on the fronts of the legs mm-hmm. on Metroplex. Like, that that was a pretty darn involved uh, yeah. retool. So that's what would be really interesting to me to see, like, what the actual physical molds are. Um, Because something that size, it's not like you just gate it slightly differently. And then yeah. if that means that that, rolled that far ahead or if they sat there and said "Ooh, ooh, wait a second that's also on the sprue with this oh that's perfect yeah uh and then like you know does this is, is it more cost effective to modify this part or to make a new part to link these two together mm-hmm. um that's yeah, fascinating stuff uh, tj is there anything in this proto case that really caught your eye uh i kind of gravitate toward the same type of uh proto examples like i like seeing the different parts and arrangements you know like mm-hmm. on metroplex and fort max that's cool to see uh kind of weird to me that like if we got a sculpt if we like if we got a prototype of that little legends optimus prime it just happened to be the one with the with the huffer head 
Yeah. It seems like that would have been an extra mold. Okay, whatever. Um, no, what caught my eye was, uh, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they just had like a straight up, like, like an unreleased repaint of first edition. Uh, I think it's first edition, like first edition, uh, Bumblebee from prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, Oh, him. And like, uh, the generations Bumblebee, the war for the fall of Cybertron. And for whatever reason, they just, uh, came with a pair of scraplets. Yeah, those those scraplets, they, it kind of made me smile. Like, I'm a little bummed out those never came out, but it's like, oh my god, the Prime scraplets actually had gotten to the point of being physical things yeah. at some point. Like, that's so cool. Like, it's like I like this idea of, like, little scraplet packed in with battle damage figures like they've been munched on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. does It is weird to me that one of them is a much more G1 Bumblebee who never had to deal with the things. I wonder if it was going to be like uh, maybe sold like those, um, you know, those evolutions two packs where it's like, here's two different bumblebees and their yeah. battle damage because they're fighting scraplets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I almost wonder if maybe there's some way that that's like if maybe those scraplets ended up at least having a tooling of some kind. Maybe there's some way they could they could slip into a box set somewhere. Give, like, I wonder if maybe that's part of the reason they're in that case is like, hey, does anyone actually care about these? <laughs> Like, I hope people are yelling like, hey, any chance of those scraplets? <laughs> well, you never know. Like, sometimes these things are just left out there just to see what people start, you know, piping up as a result. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the scraplets in there, I think I think like when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, oh, man, like like this all feels like uh, like this. This proto case in general is like this is the advantage of this thing happening in Rhode Island. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to they don't have to travel with any of this stuff when they already would need to be traveling with what's new. Like, it's all just there, uh, well, you know, not literally there, but it's not it's not having to be like, you know, airplane shipped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just chuck it in the van like these. There's even I just noticed there's even a great prototype, unpainted prototype of Masterpiece Movie Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I noticed the truck mode looks perfect. The truck mode seems to have come together excellently. So uh, is this lends credence to my idea that something happened factory side that made those tab tolerances not as nice in that truck mode. Um, but yeah, this prototype case is is if there's going to be more Hascons, I hope this kind of this kind of like, you know, we're going to bring in every prototype in the office we can bring in. Like, I hope that that continues because I think that's super cool. Uh, it would even be great if there was someone like and maybe there is and we just haven't heard about it. If there was like, you know, someone deep in on the design team just chilling out near the booth like giving tours of what all is there you know answering questions or like yeah just saying like this is why we have this stuff lined up because hey if you look that head sculpt is not quite as nice looking that's before we like tweak the angles um but yeah that's that's also a lot of stuff that you know we've already seen there's also brand new things uh, a couple power of the primes reveals happened uh they showed the uh, leader optimus prime the one that we'd seen fuzzy pictures of who looked like he'd be power master prime yet again how amazingly wrong we all were uh, and i'm i'm so happy in fact the only thing power master prime about it is that the trailer the trailer mode of the trailer looks a lot like power master prime's trailer because of all the ridges mm-hmm. that's about it uh, cause the cab turns into straight up friggin' curvy sunbow Orion packs. Uh, and I, I already like the idea of a boxy thing turning into a curvy thing, even though I, I then saw <clears throat> the photo of the back and top of the vehicle mode, 
which kind of gives away how it's able to get all those curves to disappear is that they just turn into a ball on the back of the cab. Um, but uh, then the com the combined mode it has the shapes of an MP Optimus Prime, like certainly not the engineering level, but just uh, to me at a glance, that silhouette is a masterpiece Optimus silhouette, mm -hmm. like the, the very mm -hmm. boxiness of it, the, the head sculpt intensely so. Uh, and apparently this toy was designed by the designer of the original Star Saber, which, which is, A, pretty darn cool, but also, how topical is it to get the guy who designed one leader that did this trick to then go, like, alright, do this with the original leader of the Autobots. Like, that's, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. The toy certainly has, you know, what I could see as being a couple issues um, off the bat, you know, in the combined mode, mainly bit of a backpack and also different pictures and promo shots of this toy give me different feelings about the pec windows they seem to seat like it seems like there's one way to seat them really well and then a bunch of ways to not seat them very well uh but i i i don't know some about it's it's the fact that the cab is turning into sunbow orion packs which yeah. certainly is not gonna be everyone's cup of tea but that's how you get me interested for sure uh so i'm i'm really surprised how much this connected with me uh aaron how you feeling about this guy yeah the way that the cab of the truck turns into packs kind of threw me for a loop too um i i didn't expect it that way it's really um, clever it's it's just a lot of 90 degree turns yeah yeah and it's like the wheels are on the backs of his leg which is kind of odd which means that he's like shins together and uh, so just some of the little things that when you see it afterwards, you're like, OK, that makes sense. And the yeah. one thing that was kind of odd to me and I trying to bounce through all of our galleries and find the image of it. But where the way that Pax plugs in, um, he he's like the the top of the shoulder is in the trailer and the chest window just pushes through yeah. the, the thing. It, it's it's an odd way to do it, but I I don't know how much I can argue with the result. So At, at, at first, I was really worried that a lot of that Orion Pax was going to just end up being internal mass and backpack. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he is the pec windows on the front is helping me a lot, and it looks like he might also be the head. Yeah. Um, as well as, you know, the backpack, like seeing seeing what the trailer looks like with him not installed is made me warm up a lot uh, mm -hmm. to the design uh, itself. Um, like, it, it's not going to be a perfect figure, but it, it is tickling a lot of engineering things yeah, in me. Like, for sure. It's like two <laughs> sets of doors to get to the the chest chamber thing. Yeah. And because the, and it's, those... it's it's packs and then the the trailer prime parts. And those pec windows in the combined mode aren't the windows on the front of the truck mode. Right. So he's, he's got another set of those in there somewhere. And it, and it leads to having a big matrix chamber, which is cute. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I just never like I always figure your your 80s, you know, silhouette Optimus Prime is going to be the small mode. Like to make that the big mode. It's not like, you know, it's not a shocker. It's not like a friggin M. Night Shyamalan plot twist or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like, that's not what I expected. And then to lean into that being the bigger mode by then referencing a lot of what I would say, uh, you know, would be masterpiece Optimus Prime style shapes. Yeah. Like those thighs, especially. 
Uh, it's just very, and even very like the color breakdown on the waist, on the belt. Yeah, I actually looked there right away because I was wondering if they were finally going to do white diaper prime, and it, I guess it's not his time yet. Um, no, all that's, that's you know someday, someday we'll get white diaper prime. Uh, I don't. I even wonder if the vents on the front of his le- like lower legs are jointed at all. You know, like the that old that old gimmick oh, like where they can MPO one had. Yeah, they, like, like push the leg down and the vents mm-hmm. popped out. Um, TJ, uh, you you already were pretty much like way into the Rodimus uh, that is apparently in Wave One. So this is you know going to be the next guy. How's the next guy feeling to you? Uh, so far, feeling kind of fantastic. I, I want to say when we saw the fuzzy ones, I kind of called this. I can't remember anymore. I, I want I want to say yes, because the only way it made sense to me was if the little one was Orion rather than just replicating another power master. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that it's the old school Orion packs. Yeah, I, I, I never thought the friggin' Floro Dairy like <laughs> kind of goofy looking yeah. 80s robot guy would ever mm-hmm. get a, a transforming this, figure. This is a super like, round. There's no way this turns into a truck kind of. And I'll say again. It's certainly like if you're going to tell me, uh, do you think this is the best Orion Pax design ever made? Like, no, it's probably my least favorite Orion Pax design ever made. Out but of three yeah, out of the three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's third. He's the bronze medal out of three people. But and I'm, I might still put that above the cup remold. It wasn't even, oh, it wasn't even a remold. It's just I, well, I mean, that one, I, I that one, I uh, I just say is a version of that Sunbow guy. Like, because I felt like that was the intent all along with yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like that—that's kind of more of a parallel to this. But like, just to, you know, you know, to 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 get to take it as a robot design, I pretty much don't really like, and make me this excited about it has got to mean something. Like, I've always kind of wished that was how it was going to be. I guess it makes sense after generations did the IDW version of Orion. Yeah. Like, okay, like we, we have a definitive figure for that now. Yeah. So you don't really need to just make him look like little optimus prime anymore you can actually go this really weird round off design that was never supposed to transform and i'm i really really like this evolution gimmick yeah me too uh it doesn't seem to be sitting well with you know not like a, a pretty decent number of people and that's you know understandable it's a super robot gimmick before it's a transformers gimmick yeah but I, it's a super robot gimmick i like it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's so brave yeah yeah, this, like this is the brave version of G1 Optimus Prime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this, this is this is what happens when he shows up for the team up with X Kaiser, you know. <laughs> and and also, like all those like toy like details that I really hope are tampagrass, but they're probably stickers. Like even stuff like that is. Uh, there's a lot of retro to this. I almost wonder if this specific Orion Pax is part of what made it more interesting for uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name now, but you know the the Star Saber designer. Uh, I wonder if if that entered into uh, making this a real what seems like passion project. Um, or at least an interesting puzzle to, to solve. Um, all that said, like, the vehicle mode definitely is suffering in every way, shape, and form. The cab has a mess attached to the back of it, and the trailer yeah. looks a whole hell of a lot like a body that's folded up. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, I mean, because we've seen a bunch of Rodimus now. Yeah. Um and on this one his his combined mode, his his grown up mode face looks like it's seen some years. But um I don't remember that other one looking quite so stern. 
But I think that all of these, because of their gimmick, is going to have that sort of like sad limitation in one way or another. But, it, it just but it, it surprises ma- me. We're we're okay. making crazy like six changers in some aspects or four changers in some aspects with an entirely different thing wrapped around one. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be one of those things that we're at a certain level. We're going to have to accept as limitations of the theme. Yeah. I think, I think with this optimist for me, it's mainly that the trailer, because the trailer is, you know, a, a box. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's got that, that would be something where I, I it's, it's that top part where the gun is seated, where you can just see the arms. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like with it just being a box that feels worse to me. And also like with the back of the Orion Pax cab, uh, like all the stuff folded up back there is clever. I just really wish there had been like a third cl- or not third, but you know, just a clamshell that came down over that. Uh, okay. Just to, so that it, it wasn't just the folded parts. Like if there was a smoothed piece that went over top of all that. Um, and granted, this is also all happening at a leader price point. So I'm I'm kind of, I'm saying all this without even knowing what the limitations are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I like, I, I, I just think that like, those are clear faults um, in what is otherwise like something that is completely uh, engaging with some of my tastes. Yeah. I, I think, I think everything in this line is going to see some kind of, some kind of sacrifice in that, mo- in the, in the leader class just to accommodate everything. Mm-hmm. But what we're getting as a result, genuinely looks like a lot of fun oh yeah yeah these are like yeah some of the most dynamic transformers i've seen in a long time like just with how just the sheer level of how much these are able to do at a a glance this line is uh definitely challenging a lot of um you know older collectors in in a way that maybe folks aren't haven't been used to for a while where it's like the last two parts of this quote unquote trilogy like is real clear and straightforward what you're getting this line and these leaders especially seem to really be riding that line of like the, the by not looking as good in vehicle mode, the toy is doing like exponentially more. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like, is your taste one where you need a, cl- a cleaner vehicle mode or are you like, are you more engaged by a cleaner vehicle mode or are you more engaged by action? And like for me, it's definitely a very fine line to ride because um, there there is a, de- a wide degree to which I don't care if the vehicle mode looks like it's a toy or not. Uh, it's it's more so stuff like the back of the Orion Pax cab where I'm like that is riding the line where I'm like the sheer amount this figure's doing is outweighing that just right now at a glance. It helps a lot that Orion Pax looks like he's also like hella poseable from the waist up like d- double jointed elbows on any transformer makes me happy because it means they can hold their gun up in that cool way. But uh, yeah, like like I think that there are a lot of folks I see on social media <laughs> the ones who aren't clicking with it as much, it feels like there's, there's almost a little bit of grappling of like, man, a lot of people are into this and I, I'm not. And, and I guess trying to, trying to piece some of that out without it, you know, just becoming taste versus taste. I think this is like, uh, a tip of an equation that maybe isn't, isn't something that people are used to in generations or haven't seen in generations for a while. I also like that in trailer mode, the, the friggin' Optimus prime gun is just pointed at himself. <laughs> It's silly as hell, but it, it makes me smile. <laughs> He's like, I better go fast or I'm going to make myself go fast. Just shoot myself in the butt. Um, Might shoot yeah, himself yeah. in his own head. If I think I see it tucked all the way down there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, his head's right there. He, yeah, he just he lives dangerously, man. 
young Orion Pax before he wisened up and slowed down a little bit. <laughs> um, there's also a piece of artwork that, you know, had uh, Optimus Primal opening up. It looked to me like he was ripping open a Skittles bag like an idiot and spraying the Skittles everywhere. So it was him, like, with a Matrix or something, and all the primes are coming out, and Rodimus is like, no, that's mine! Uh, so that, I, I guess that really is, you know, it's it's saying, get ready for that leader Optimus Primal from that leak. Maybe not a Hascon, but it's 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 out there somewhere. Um, any other thoughts on, uh, on Leader Prime? Or shall we move on to the other big reveal? Uh, the Dino Bots. Sure, we can Dino yeah, all... All six of them, because mm-hmm. now we got a new Dinobot, a uh, Lady Raptor. He was a Legends toy. Uh, Paddles still waiting for his day. You know what? <laughs> I love Paddles, but Paddles is also stupid. <laughs> so I love Paddles, <laughs> but there's only so much you can do to make a case for Paddles. I say this with love to Paddles. Like, Paddles, man, I love you. You're also a dummy. And <laughs> how much work would it take to remold that sludge? Well, there's the whole thing of like too much, not for too much. <laughs> yeah, not too much, but too much for paddles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a quick question because also, by the way, they combine into a dude called uh, Volcanicus, which is kind of a cool name and kind of a dumb name. I'm still not sure where I fall on that. Um, the Volcanicus pictures are all from the panel, and, and that was only the gray prototype. Maybe they'll combine these painted ones or some colored ones tomorrow. Um, did you guys? I didn't get a good look at the Volcanicus pictures yet. Is the Legends figure uh, slash integrated in those photos at all? Did you see? Not that I saw. I yeah, think it'll I probably end up being like the weapon, like the sixth member of many of the other combiners was. Yeah, it, it feels more like a power glide to me. That, that's just what I was wondering is if they had, they had shown any of that in those photos or not. Um, and it looks like, no, I'm just I'm just having a quick look myself. Uh, but this is also saying a lot about how combiners are going to be handled in Power of the Primes, which is, a I think, a clear improvement over how the Combiner Wars teams handled some of the uh, the minutiae. Because uh, it looks like all the limb robots are just going to come with hands that can double as armor. And then the feet are going to have uh, ankle tilts and they're just going to come with the Voyager. Uh, and that's great. Um, I like the hand foot gun a lot, but without having a tilt joint in the connection peg, the hand foot gun did run into a critical limitation. So this seems like a way to work around that. Uh, I also like the layout of the torso mode for Grimlock because it's doing the thing where the T-Rex head is in the center and it's doing the thing where the combiner head is just a big Grimlock with a crown. Um, so it looks it looks all right. Um, the uh, the individual dudes we can. Oh, there's also a piece of artwork I forgot where he's flexing. That's neat. Uh, but the individual guys, uh, that Grimlock, for instance. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about that Grimlock? I am amazed at how G1 all of these look. Yeah. Um, I mean, Grimlock looks really... The, the, I think the biggest thing that's getting it for me is the clear plastic that they're using over top of... Um, there was the one that showed it really well. There was one yeah, the, of the, the gold paint. The display. The... There was one of the. Dis- I thought one of the display pics that showed it really well. That was like the plastic over the gold, the clear plastic over the gold paint, or maybe painted inside. Oh, uh, Sludge's Dino Head has it really well. Yeah, that was. I think that was one of them that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that looks really good. I can't wait to have that in hand. Yeah, that that was an effect they tried out on that San Diego set a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. it looked excellent there. 
Um, I, it's even on Slash, which makes me real happy. Like, that's their unifying aesthetic thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, super freaking cool. Because it looks like she's got it on the the skull and then maybe the orbs on the hips of the something like that yeah velociraptor like the, these are these all still look hand painted so i'm i'm mm-hmm. not going to get super attached to some of the cleanliness of the colors uh but yeah that grimlock like that grimlock robot mode uh is a friggin just g1 ass grimlock robot mode and even uh, then we have our our swoop con- confusion yeah, yeah. The, uh, the cad model's red uh in the pd in, well the cad model they sent to the websites is red they didn't show that one at the panel they said come see it in our booth and that their booth is blue so i wonder if there was some <laughs> kind of internal discussion about this yeah well even the gold's painted inside the one at the at the booth yeah cad model is just straight up exactly like the toy did you like, I, I i'm getting the impression he's gonna be blue but he was gonna be red up until maybe a little while ago just the person that was painting the hand painted ones ran out of red and was just like, crap. Like, it's a big pot of blue. All right. Like, this is going to cause a thing, like showing both versions, because there's definitely an audience for red swoop and an equal audience for blue swoop. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is going to become a thing. Um, I'm okay with I prefer blue swoop, but not to the point where I'd argue about it. So this, I don't really no, care. You'd, but... you'd cut a fool. We know you. Yeah, I would, but not over that. I just <laughs> cut them because I want to see them bleed. What? Uh, <laughs> no, it strikes me as one of those things. This is what I normally leave to Takara to handle for me. It's like, okay, yeah. Hasbro's stuck on the how they used to look as toys, and then Takara gives me show accurate, so that's easy. And now I'm already confused. Yeah, you know what? Every, they're, they're shifting it all up. You know, the, everyone just comes with hands. Voyager comes with the feet. Everything's different in Power of the Prime. Um. You just, I guess if we're just going to talk about them in general, like I, I think these dino bots look fine. You know, like the other four being deluxes, like the all the dino modes look fine, like certainly not super poseable. Um, Grimlock's, I think, actually is the one that looks the worst because he's just got there is no hip compression on his <laughs> robot mode shoulders. So those things are just friggin whatever. <laughs> uh, that certainly is is an issue on him. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen some back and forth on Swoop. I, I think Swoop looks fine. Like, he certainly looks more like a spaceship than a Pteranodon, but Have I'm kind of used to that. the original toy? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of... There, there's an inborn thing with Swoop where it's like... he It kind of works if he just looks like a booster pack with wings and a head. Um, and the other dino modes, I think, look fine. The robot modes, I've seen a lot of debate about, and, like, I think they look fine. Like, Sludge is the one that I've seen highlighted as the worst... He certainly mm-hmm. is kind of the ugliest, but his his proportions like that, that uh, kind of kitty Grimlock we saw leaked earlier. His proportions actually kind of remind me of Action Masters with the slightly bigger head and just looking like a, a, a dude in a suit. And so certainly I'm not going to say that's pretty, but it when when they make the robots kind of look like Action Masters, I kind of like that. <laughs> so that's that's just me, obviously. But like, I feel like I'm not ju- you know doing backflips about these Dinobots but like I, I think they look real solid as a team. I think they communicate the characters really well. Like they got problems individually here and there, but I'm I'm fine with them myself. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about this uh, this whole deal? Um, uh, so far I'm liking what I see a lot. Now I I can see I can I can take a few issues with some of these things. Yes, Grimlock is very very hips for days looking. You, you know what? I'll even say it. I think Grimlock's T Rex mode is kind of garbage. <laughs> 
because also we're just seeing it from a couple angles like that that dino mode also looks like it has exactly one pose which is two giant legs a cone and then a t-rex head on the (laughs) end it's just fat tail in the back with combiner ports stuck in it yeah he looks like he gets fatter as he like he looks like a he looks like normal grimlock from the waist up you get to his hips and then everything just inflates (laughs) upper half deluxe back half voyager yeah yeah kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know what it, given how I'm not really feeling that bad about this set, I'm, I'm happy to find a real easy problem with them to throw up there, too, for the people who aren't digging this. Because, you know, shouts out like yeah. that Grimlock T-Rex mode is sort of a, a mess. <laughs> um, uh, I like I'm, I'm fine with most of the others. Like all these strike me very Dinobot, very G1. You know, there's they're a little bit thinner in some areas than I would think for Dinobot. But yeah, it's just how toys go. Uh, I kind of agree on sludge right now, and I think it all comes down to how big that head is. Yeah, like they, they all the skinniness, uh, like is like I said, it's a certain thing I don't mind. Like it it's half action master, half like animation model in, in the way that they're slimmed up. Um, yeah, but Dinobots, okay. you Dinobots like design wise are supposed to be big guys. Oh, a- absolutely. So, so when you have that larger head, it kind of makes your brain think he looks smaller than he actually is yeah it's just it's like i said it's the happenstance of what that reminds me of yeah that is like it's making me still feel endeared to it like also i'm gonna say because we haven't said it slash looks awesome uh like both modes on slash look solid the silhouette of the robot mode looks great the head sculpt looks really good um it's why i'm I'm really hoping slash actually has a, a solid integration into volcanicus outside of maybe being like a claw uh, it would be great if Slash like just turned into a chest plate or something. Um, they all look they all look pretty poseable too. Like leave, leave like you got to take into account the fact that three of the Dinobots barely have feet. So like I can't really say I want ankle tilts out of like you know slog and or slug and uh, not slog sludge. <laughs> oh, all these name replacements. Someone yeah. told me that they were uh, that because I actually don't I I rarely check the Dinobot names because I just have trouble remembering all the vowel sw- uh, switches. I just kind of remember Slug because he's that in the comics now. But apparently that Sludge is actually called Sludge, which is is notable. That's good to hear. Because uh, usually, like in in the last movie line, well, two movie lines ago now, he was called Slog. Well, the movie lines kind of get weird every now and then. So like, yeah. well, we don't want to use the original Dinobot name, so we're co- we're calling him Strafe. You know, yeah, so, there's that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, so long as they don't screw up any of the packaging, that shouldn't be fine. This big Technobot box art that that was that was kind of fun though. Like they <laughs> when they when they explained how that happened, it kind of made me go, you know what? Sure, this happened once. It's a funny story. Um, Aaron, uh, how are you feeling about some of the like the deluxes or slash? Um. Again, I say the the direct callbacks to OG G1 with that clear plastic is good. I, I, I kind of feel bad that it seems like some of them have thinned up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they, they're kind of keeping their own internal aesthetic, which will help. So I'm I'm not sure exactly where I lay on on that opinion, but I'm I'll yeah. be getting all all of them, even if they weren't a combiner or anything of that sort. Um, they certainly certainly it seems all. like 
it seems like Grimlock is the only one who's suffering at, because of the combiner thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the deluxe ones in Slash all look like if you told me they didn't combine, absolutely. I'd just be like, no, those right. just look fine. You know, they look a little, little thin, but for deluxe, yeah. they look fine. A little bit weird with the like U shaped chest on all of them, but okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird. How the, like, also, friggin' Jazz still has a combiner peg just sitting there in his chest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, because I, I assumed that there was a Transformers panel and it would just repeat a bunch of times. So, like, to be honest, I'm not going to be upset if this is it for reveals because I only expected one day of reveals. Mm -hmm. But I also figured those reveals would cover all the friggin' vestigial combiner bits that we've been seeing on these guys for months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like eventually... Come on. I wonder if this I, is like, another one of those things that Takara just kept secret from Hasbro. And then they're like, oh, wait a second. Crap. They combined two? <laughs> you crazy fools. Like, Hasbro doesn't even know. That's why they're not acknowledging Starscream. If that's the case, then like, oh, my God, what happened to communication <laughs> between the two companies? But uh, like, I, I'm, I'm sure it's like, you know, people set up reveal. Do you, like, you know, you, at New York Comic Con, it's like, we're going to have these this many reveals for you, you know, and someone's real protective of the the reveal numbers they set up uh just so happens it's hard to hide that on a lot of these toys <laughs> um yeah uh anything else about the dinobots you guys want to cover no don't think so uh yeah thankful thankfully the uh combined mode is not the beast yeah, I'm I'm glad they went for for something um, you know, a little more a little more powerful, a little less monstrous. Yeah. Um I think I think also some of the weirdness about these guys robot modes definitely is is the fact that if they are combiner limbs, they are probably all designed to be retooled at least once or twice. Mhm. Mm uh you can I, get, I think like, it's monsters out of this or something. So, you know, some mm. sort of abominable terrifying monsters. Uh, that said, also, given that they are combiner limbs who are probably going to be retooled, I'm really happy that three out of, like, you know, the three of the four deluxes who need funny looking lower legs that you probably can't reuse for anybody straight up have those funny looking lower legs with those big stupid wedge feet that, like, you know, you'd need a, an extra budget to add the joint to articulate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging them, you know? Not not gonna go to bat for them, but I I like how they look. I think honestly, of all of all of them, the only one that's given me a lot of pause aside from Grimlock's T Rex mode, Snarl. He looks good in both modes, but he also looks like he has clutter all over him in robot mode. Uh, I'm not super confident about him being able to deal with the stuff on his back and on his legs, and on his forearms. But we'll see. Yeah, it's very much how the old one was. So yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's something strange about how committed they are to like the kibble and shells on Dinobots, because like Grimlock always has to have those big shell wings behind his shoulders. So Sludge always has them worse. Yeah, Sludge gets his really stupid shells hanging yeah, on his they're, back. They're bigger and they're like not even stuck on his shoulders. They're on his friggin' kidneys. Yeah, yeah, it's not even high up where it kind of look like wings. Just it looks like but, he's know, going for wings on like a like a bad Halloween costume and it just keeps sagging. It's like also a lot of them have dino legs just curled up on the outsides of their regular legs. And so, like, you know, when the third party Masterpiece Dinobots first started happening and it was like, hey, we figured out how to, like, swap the mass. So those legs just fill the inside of the robot legs. And then some people complained 
because they wanted the big pods of legs on the outside. <laughs> and so there are like so a lot of those masterpiece Dinobots literally have it so you can transform them two ways. So it's like you can leave the legs on the outside, you can fold them on the inside, or you can take this fake piece of folded leg kibble that's a bit smaller and then stick that on the outside so you still have the lump. And I'm so, like... So what you're going to tell me is there's going to be a big debate over the fact that Grimlock's tail now hides away instead of becoming like pieces on the side of his legs. I'll be surprised if that debate is not already on the board somewhere <laughs> or on I the also, internet. I also just noticed Grimlock has the tiniest claws. Yeah, no, his whole upper his whole upper body in dino mode is just downsized. Oh no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I mean lower, like nail trim. Like, oh, you're right. He kind of doesn't have feet. Like his legs just end. Poor guy. You, your legs just end. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know an elephant. Like technically, yes, an elephant has a foot, but kind of just looks like a big stump. Uh, I don't know elephants that well, so if there are any elephant experts out there listening, I do apologize in advance. Um, oh, you know what else they revealed, but I forgot, because it's like, they revealed Cloudburst, and he has Micronus, but Micronus is just a red Titan Master with a thing on his back. Cloudburst yeah. just falls over and turns into a gun. Looks a lot like Cloudburst. I think it's a cool, it's a cool uh, Cloudburst, you know, pretender shell design, but for me, those little pretenders, like, already the novelty of them is starting to wear off for me because it's like i love seeing this new sculpt of the old pretender shell and then sort of it ends there so i don't know do, you, do either of you guys have much about cloudburst uh i'm mm. still kind of endeared by the gimmick not gonna lie yeah something about it that's cool it's just I, i've I was surprised how like now that he's the second one who has been properly shown with an alt mode I'm kind of like, yeah, and <laughs> I just I'll, I prefer this to just like, oh, well, uh, he, he comes with you know, here's your night beat. He comes with a drill. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I feel like I was a lot more excited about this when they first showed Skullgrin. Um, I think I also just want to know who that is actually supposed to be. Um, I want to get a better understanding of that. Uh, I'm also just checking the back of Dinobot Slash's package shows that you can have a Titan Master ride on the back of her alt mode. That's kind of cool. Uh, and she, her bio is there, too. It's one sentence. Elite tracker always finds her target. Not even a complete sentence. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, surprised that they didn't just be like, Dinobot Slash is an elite tracker. Oh, there's the back of Grimlock's boxes there, too, but it's upside down. Oh, I don't want to twist my head around to look at it. It looks like it's talking about, like, what to do with the combiner feet and stuff. I don't know. I'm sure all this will get out there eventually. If it's not already. Um, so, yeah, that, that about does it for the major power of the Prime's reveals. Uh, well, I say that about does it. Like, it's easy to think of this as all of three reveals. This is actually quite a few reveals. This is four deluxes, a Voyager, a Leader, and uh, a Legends, and a, uh, a, a Prime Master. Um, yeah, and this is not all that we have been teased with so far. Yeah, like it's, it seems like in the next day or two, we're going to also see at least one of the, the, the abominous dudes going by like that kneecap that someone was able to identify better than me. Oh, uh, they showed off, they showed off a hunger piece, too. Oh, right, right. So, yeah, you know, also, yeah, that the, the, the fembot boot as well uh, was out there. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, there's this is definitely man. Okay, I guess Transformers like really is getting a full Bacon treatment here. You know, like like the staggered like one or two days of reveals and stuff. That's uh, that's great. Cool. So the site can crash more, you know, over the whole weekend. Awesome. Well, this is why I just wait till everyone's because also a lot of people who post on Twitter are at Hascon. So I just wait for all of them to post their photos. <laughs> Uh, big shouts out to all those folks who are out there. Right off the top of my head, David Fake Eyes, uh, being being one of the majors out there. Also, I think the RFC guys are out there. Um, some of our own TFW people. Um, lots of folks. Uh, anything else? Uh, Power of the Primes wise, you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, I was trying to think of what else was shown. Like there was also like they Earth Wars was all hyped because apparently they've they've known about Volcanicus for a while because he's going to be the next combiner debuting in the mobile game mm-hmm. uh, alongside Predaking. Um, happy they're finally doing Predaking because all the Predacons have been in that game since like launch, I think. Uh, and I'm only missing Dive Bomb, and he's only available in three star or four star. So if I ever get a Dive Bomb, I'll be set for Predaking. Um. Seeing if I'm forgetting anything else. I think that's about it as far as the stuff that caught my eye. So, uh, yeah, over, overall, it seems like Hascon's doing OK. You know, it's not it's not the next San Diego Comic-Con, but it's it's definitely doing a roundabouts where I was hoping it would be doing. Uh, just taking another look at the at the gray prototype picture for uh, Volcanicus, see if there's anything else there that I wanted to talk about. But it, I think the only thing about that that design I want to see is how it looks when it's actually in a pose. Um, the shoulders are pretty wide and I'm worried about saggage given the arrangement of the joints that they're attached to. And, uh, also the hips are kind of narrow. And so I'm, I'm hoping that that's, I'm hoping the posability on him is still going to work decently. Uh, mm. I guess what I'm saying. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that those feet are stable. Like the ankle tilts are great, but they also are kind of thin compared to the rest of his body. <laughs> and, uh, I was actually a little disappointed to see that the i thought that the you know being packed with the voyager meant that the combiner feet would be just big wide platforms but these are about the same width as the hands it looks like um which could still lead to a couple balance issues but we'll see uh i think that's about it then for our hascon talk uh is there anything else at hascon you guys heard about outside of transformers i haven't really i saw some marvel news but that was about it not really. They got a Build-A-Figure Apocalypse, and they're, like, tweaking his colors to look more properly, like, 90s blue. That's all I really caught that, that got me excited. Okay. I like I like 90s Apocalypse. When I was a kid, I thought Apocalypse was a cool guy. It makes me happy. Um, all right, well, I guess uh, we got us a listener question. What, what's this? This isn't one that I put in the topic list. Who put this here? I, I, I don't know. That's odd. I'll read it for you, though. Uh, go ahead and read it, Aaron. Who, who's it All from? All right. Uh, this is a listener <clears throat> question that came in from Cybertronian Beast to to me, oddly enough, and it made this list here, huh? Jiminy Cricket. I, I, I played that guy Magic the Gathering recently. Yeah. Uh, he says, hello, Aaron, TJ, and that other guy whose name escapes me. I think it starts with Vag or Vang or something. Sorry, Good friend and fellow. It's, it's right there in the text. I, yeah, I can't read it right now. My eyes are kind of... I'm getting a squint okay, thing. Okay, Vag or Vang. Okay, I, I, in my squinting, I could swear there were brackets behind those things, too. There, I, I think that's to, to let me know how I'm supposed to say it when I read it. Oh, it's a bunch of friggin... It's a bunch of friggin' kayfabe. It's like, bunch it's of, like direction. 
bunch of carny crap like to do pronunciation have, have, guides. You, have you read scripts before where it says like and then they do something and you don't, don't say that when you're doing it i don't i don't read scripts because i i don't live a scripted life sir i live okay. a spontaneous life i thought you're some sort of video producer person you might understand what a <laughs> script is but apparently you don't that's okay i i don't i don't need scripts I don't need script direction. That's probably, in my that's probably why questions. he remembers the names of the two professionals here and gets confused about the third person. Jiminy Cricket. Uh, he says it's your good friend and fellow Transformers podcaster Daryl, aka Cybertronian Beast, of the Mighty uh, Transmissions podcast, with a quick question for you all. Mighty, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, he said it, so I said it. But... I, I I note there's no stage direction uh, yeah. in the rest of that sentence, so I guess he had a lot more confidence in uh, in what was going to happen here. Recently on your show, a listener wrote in and asked, which of your toys do you think would kill you if they came to life a la Toy Story? This question reminded me of one that I often ask other collectors as it's fun to think about in the Toy Story world aspect. If all your toys came to life a la Toy Story, which toys would win if they did battle? Do you own more Decepticons to Autobots or do you have a doll collection in your house that would just trounce any uprising from the measly action figures? For me, I own way more Autobots than Decepticons, but my Decepticon forces do have the largest figures in OS, KO, Warbatron, and Titan-class Devastator. I do own a lot, awful lot of Marvel, Marvel Legends Spider-People, but I fear webbing can only do so much. What do you say? Do your Kamen Rider figures and Power Rangers team up? Do Voltron and Megazord join forces to defeat the might of Cobra? Thanks for this. I look forward to podcasting you with you again in the future. I still have to meet TJ, though. Until then, he doesn't exist. Sploosh. Oh, that was moist. I, uh, I got to throw out there, if he was a true fan, casuals write OSKO Warbatron. Real fans know it's called the Jinbao Warbatron. Education for you all out there. Oh, that's why that's why Mighty got a... Eh. That's right. So, Chris. Hi. Hi. What would happen in a Toy so, Story world and that tiny apartment of yours all of a sudden becomes a riot of plastic? The the way I think about it is what is the biggest and heaviest thing that also is not easy to knock over? Because definitely my biggest thing I have is that 3A Rex I've been trying to sell. But also that thing can't stand up on its own very easily. So it would be easy to just topple it's, over. It's still in a box right now, right? Like well, it I'm has to find its way out of the box. It has a friggin' rail cannon, so I figure that, like, a little wall of styrofoam and cardboard is going to be nothing compared to right, that. Right, but it's a rail cannon that's, like, this big. Rail cannons, though. Right. Yeah, okay, so you can get a half a pencil eraser going super fast. Yeah, so but like also I'm a lot saying, of mass for that. I'm saying he's in a thing also full of styrofoam that's falling apart. You can just ball up all the styrofoam, rail cannon that through the front of the box. You know, then jump out and then fall over and everyone just keeps pushing him over and he can't take part in the fight anymore. Um, so I think it's going to come down to, like, my city bots, really. They're the biggest, heaviest things I have. Uh, like Pandanus and uh, and G1 Fort Max uh, and uh, I guess the, the gigantic action Scorponok. Those three are big, solid, heavy toys. All at least, like, a foot and a half, two feet tall. That no matter how cool the other toys are, they could just fall on them and get back up. So mm-hmm. that's the way I tend to think about it. Okay. You you got the reins T- on this question. TJ, gotta... what about you? <laughs> okay, now, important important thing here. Do they have their abilities, or are they just living toys? 
says Toy Story, so I'm going to say they're just living toys. Okay. Since you asked that question. All right. I just need the clarification. Um, I don't have too many, like, as outside of, like, because I've, I've got uh, I've got the Titan Metroplex, but he's rather hollow compared to the G1 Fort Max next to him. Like, if I'm going just for mass, maybe. But I also have a vintage Voltron that's die cast as hell. I get mm. the feeling he'd be really hard for anyone to break. He'd be a bruiser. Yeah. Yeah. I, the I, question I think... about the, the Voltron, though, if it's the same one I have, because I'm not actually sure how I would answer this. Does he fall subject to the thing of would he be too easy to tip over before he could get back up? Hmm. Because because uh, the thing about Pandanus and G1 Fort Max is they also have massive standing bases, like big, wide feet. It's not actually easy to just tip them over. Well, if we're dealing with like, oh, well, OK, if we're uh, again, again, we kind of go back to the like what counts because this is Toy Story. So we're we're, we're limited by what their natural articulation is. Hmm. <clears throat> like, I, I'd also, I don't want to get all like third party is king, but Pandanus is at least as big as mass wise and heavy as mass wise G1 Fort Max, but also has like a bajillion articulation points to get back up if he gets knocked over. Right. Because I just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mean to make this all about like you know the science of sumo wrestling, but I just figure if they are just animate objects. It's going to come down to who can decapitate and dismember other figures and who can get up if they're knocked over. Because, like, you knock a bunch of Ronin warriors over with their four points of articulation, what are they going to do, right? They're going to sit there and wave their arms ineffectually. Just keep waiting for those little springs in their shoulders to fling them back up. Right, you know, maybe some of them are such hardened warriors they could do it. Um, also, I don't I don't think I have many. I can't think of toys I have that would be able to dismember other toys of mine. How many how many thousand figure arts do you have behind your couch? Well, I mean, those could, those could be dismembered is what I'm saying. Right, But like, I'm saying it's just the the swarm. Maybe like like one on one. Yeah, it's going to get bopped down. But if you've got 20 of those guys going over top of the other one. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to talk starting Swarm, I'm looking at my Glyos collection because they're almost unbreakable to begin with. Well, yeah. I mean, Glyos... And, and, Glyos if, would... and if Glyos gets broken apart, what'll happen? They'll just form up as something else. Like, technically, if we're talk, if we're okay, going now... to allow for the Swarm, Glyos wins because they can just it can just infinitely combine with itself like the friggin', like the friggin' G2 Swarm into a bajillion, like, you know, indestructible chunks of PVC connected by swivel joints. Okay, so but if we're going to allow that factor, we have to go into the Lego world too. Lego, yeah. though, because because the thing about Glyos, every connection point is also a swivel joint, so it can very quickly become an ambulant creature. Lego would require the placement of those hinges, right, and ball joints. Yeah. So there is a, v- it's it's very close to equal, but the nature of Glyos in in terms of speed gives it, I think, the one up. Where it's like Glyos doesn't have to think to create an articulation point at all. Uh, Lego has to give it the basest second of thought. Well, you, you you assume that it would even need it so much. It's Lego. It can build it into something that can just squash whatever's in front of it. But if it's Lego and it doesn't have any joints, then it becomes just a giant Ronin warrior. Right? But then it breaks down and comes back up. Also, how are the... How are, you know what? This question doesn't have rules. Yeah. <laughs> There's a distinct lack of rules to this question, which makes it endless. 
And I'd give this question a three out of five. If I was that being that is what makes it for a good discussion piece, though, because to a point. But if if there are no rules, like we've it's, already it's, it's like chaos, we've oh, already like rewritten the rules four times in this question, <laughs> trying to figure out the rules of the question. <laughs> I'd say this, if this it's, is why I'm particular if it's, about if it's a Toy Story questions. rules and it is what it is, and if it has joints, it's moves. I think it, for me, at least, it would be an epic battle between Autobots and Decepticons with the little bit of Power Rangers Zords that I have just holding their own as like the third front for a little bit. Yeah. And then that'd be it. If it's like every piece is sentient, then the Lego has me done. Yeah, I think I think if yeah, because if it's every piece is sentient or or at least can choose to join the swarm mind, I think it comes down to Lego versus Glios, and then it just it comes down to what you have available. Because mm-hmm. if you have a lot of joint pieces, Lego could probably take it by having all its hard angles and its friggin' crazy spring loaded pieces and interlocked gears. If you don't, if you mostly have bricks, I think Glios takes it because it can just so speedily turn into a giant terrifying PVC scorpion, whatever. You know, it'll give itself two opposable thumbs on arms and like a cudgel limb and then just like tear apart whatever Lego tries to make before it can finish. So whoever wants to go and stop motion that for us, (laughs) go right ahead. We'll give you uh, exposure (laughs) on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for the question, Daryl Cybertronian Beast. Uh, from the Mighty Transmissions podcast. Uh, there's also a listener question here I actually put into the topic list myself, uh, which comes from Carito, who says, Hello, Knights of the Transforming Table, Master Evangelist of the Sound, Sir Aaron of the Skies, and TJ of the Plastic. Uh, I have come back with a new set of questions about liquid dinosaurs turning into cool robots. Uh, and apparently I ate a delivery pigeon, which I wouldn't do. That's that's un, that's You don't know Wait, where those pigeons have been. That's not written there. You're, you're, you're taking that as something else. You didn't read what was written there. I'm I thought you could summarizing. only read what's written there. No, you got a, last couple of weeks uh, yeah. I've been doing a lot more summarization. Huh? Huh? That's right. Hey, you know what? We just did. We just changed the rules a whole bunch. Guess what? I always do. I just keep changing the rules. I'm like a. I'm like a friggin'. I'm a. I'm a silicone snake covered in Vaseline. You can't get your hands on me. I'm too slippery. I'm all slippy slip. I grease up before every podcast, so you, you can't hold me down. <laughs> Gross. Uh, question alphanumeric A1. After Combiner Wars completely destroyed my wallet and a new PC and an apartment deciding to get a second degree, I decided to scale down a little bit on my Transformers gets. So for Titans Masters, I decided I would only, with the exception of Chrome Dome and Rewind and a second rewind for Dispensor, be getting Spaceships and Zoids. Viva Alpha Trion. Uh, so far, this decision has done me good, uh, other than now I had to buy a whole bunch of Act 4 stages at a video game store for plane stands. I'll throw out there quickly. There might be better. St- the Tamashii stages just now happen to work with Transformers really well. I've always said they certainly are not the be all end all of display stands, especially for flight stands. A lot of people with with Macross toys know that stuff better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always forget like those with the little I balls on the ends. I actually think that the ones that, yeah, um, that uh, Fun Club um, or Fun Pub sold for a bit. That was the stands that had like three or four or six points on it yeah uh those are there's a name for those and i don't remember what it is yeah where the idea is it doesn't have to have that peg and can just you can pose it however it's like a bunch of fingers that you're like having holding up the thing from underneath 
Mm-hmm. Um, you look at so, you look at enough Macross boards, and you'll find shots of those stands. Uh, anyway, uh, the first question is: Have you guys ever set yourself a similar limit with what figures you're gonna you're gonna collect? Uh, did it do you good, or did you end up breaking your rule? Uh, so I, I I have never successfully really put those kind of specific limits on myself. Usually it's just do I buy a line or not, and so I'll just go like you know what I'm just gonna skip SIC or Super Robot Shogokin. Uh, I'll spectate it for a while. That way I just don't think about it. And if something looks really cool, then maybe I'll pick it up. But I'm terrible at following my own rules. Man, rules keep coming up here again. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron, how about you? Um, so I, with with figures, I, you know, I mean, it's, I, I used to be really bad. And now I'm just like, I'll get one of each mold. I try and keep myself to one of each mold in most cases. But yeah, Combiner Wars and uh, Titan Return has not done so well for me because while they've been very similar molds, there's drastic redoing or it's a team. And it's kind of hard to say, well, like, hey, this is just a straight repaint, but I need the fourth limb so that it can combine because otherwise it's even worse. So I'd, I'd, I'd try to set up a limit. But then I I break the rules for exceptions to the rules that I work really hard to find a way around my own rules for rules. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I do have like I buy less now than I think I did a couple years ago, but mm-hmm. it's mostly based on like based on the last, you know, decade or so. What things have I bought that I know at the time I thought I was going to like and that I know I didn't care about by the time I got them and ended up, ended up just not really being happy with so, like, you know, there's a lot of NECA stuff. I just, I'll look at it and I'll say, that looks really cool, but I won't buy it because I often end up disappointed with NECA stuff. Um, same thing with uh, with SIC. I think SIC looks amazing. I just usually end up not getting that bang out of my buck for it uh, by the time I actually get an SIC piece. So there's a lot of stuff I think looks good that I know I just don't enjoy myself with my own mm-hmm. preferences in toy collecting. And so it's kind of informs a bit, but it's very loose. TJ, what about you? Have you ever uh, laid down hard rules on your toy buying? I've learned that hard rules are really not good for me. Every time I try to set a hard rule for, okay, this is something I absolutely should not go for, or I should limit myself to this, there's always too many exceptions to bother with the rule, ultimately. Um, Toy buying-wise, I went from the type who would just go to the store, oh, they got nothing new, I might as well get this thing just so I don't leave empty handed to like, I can't remember the last time I just grabbed a toy at a store. Like, that's I, very specifically a thing I've stopped doing is like that whole feeling of like, well, I got to make the trip worth it somehow. It's like, yeah, no, that's how I end up with like, you know, as much as I like it, that's how I end up with like a bin full of unbuilt brick, uh, you know, be it Lego mega blocks, etc. is going like, Oh, I'll get this $5 mega block set. Then yeah. I I've suddenly have like 10 of them. I've never even touched. And I'm like, what, ha- what just happened? <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling I would end up with a lot more combiner force stuff from RID. If that was the case, I know if combiner force came out five years ago, I'd have the whole line by now without even really wanting it. I think that's how I ended up with so many power cores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just here. Cause no one else is buying it. Yeah. Might as well buy it. Um, no, uh, I try setting some rules, and like I said, I find that there's too many exceptions for me. Like, 
you know, it used to be the the resistance of pop vinyls that I have so many friends who go completely nuts collecting those. They have entire walls dedicated to how many they have and and then they start making ones that I like. And there's like 16 of them in the shelf right now and more on the way. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I tend, I used to, I used to just stick to like, like with Transformers, there is that part of me where like I do a little review show. So I kind of need, I kind of want to try out all these. And if it t- turns out I'm not a fan of it, I've always got eBay. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've kind of tempered that a lot with, uh, well, you know, if I don't if I don't like it, if I end up not liking it, I'll just get rid of it. And if I like it enough, it ends up on the shelves and we just sort it out there and just not go by any particular rule. Just, OK, don't, you know, think this out instead of going with your gut. And if you regret it later, you can fix it. So pop vinyl, I like it's not even a hard rule. It's just like I just uh, I went from being more ambivalent to just straight up like I really don't like it. Uh, and, and also like, I know that if something's not posable, I'll eventually regret that I bought it. <laughs> um, so pop vinyls are just like this great pastiche of like, I don't have a hard rule about pop vinyls. I just simply do not like them. Yeah. Whatsoever. <laughs> I get, well, yeah, I get that. I mean, they're non-posable. It's a mm-hmm. weird aesthetic. Like, yeah. And it's, it's like, they've, they've done, you know, I've been tempted briefly by the John Wick ones, by the Overwatch ones. And then I was just like, no, you know what? Like, I'm just going to get this thinking I got a thing from a thing I like. And then in a year, I'm going to look at it going like, why is that in here? And I'm going to throw it off my apartment balcony and then I'm going to get evicted because you're not supposed to throw things out of the balcony or whatever. You know, (laughs) I find it's the exact same thing every time for everyone who finally breaks when it comes to pop vinyls. They're the only one who makes the thing you like. You know, that's well, that's 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 the bridge I crossed uh, with John Wick. Like I. They are the only people who have made a John Wick toy, and I still not gonna buy it. Yeah, like they made they made the cast of Ah Real Monsters. Like no one else has made those. Okay, let me let me have those. And at least those are almost like they don't have the big goofy head thing. Like they mostly look like they did on the cartoon. But like it always comes down to that. It's just like they're the only. This is the only way I can get it. It's the only. It's the only way I can have the character as a physical thing sitting on my shelf. It's also like a company thing. Like with NECA, I just realized after a while, like one in 10 NECA toys I buy, I actually end up liking. Uh, Oh, yeah. And so with Funko, the same thing happened. Like they happen to make pop vinyls, but also they're normal figures. I tried. I just end up really not liking the production quality of their figures. Like they're doing the the Rick and Morty figures with the the Build-A-Figure Snowball. I almost bought mm-hmm. those a couple times, and then like the one time I really got tempted, I went on Twitter and said, "Hey, are these any good?" Oh man, I I got unequivocal from a lot of people. Don't buy those because it was people <laughs> who know that like I would probably end up getting really fed up with them after a while yeah. for various reasons, and they were like, "They're like you are gonna hate those if you buy them." And I was like, "All right, you know what? I am not gonna buy them. <laughs> they are the only Rick and Morty <laughs> figures on the market right now, but it sounds like they will just be frustrating for me, so I yeah. left them alone." Yeah, I, I swore off Jack specific for the same reason. Yeah, Jack's uh, is another one. Jazzwares is another one. Uh, it's just like like Jack specific. Like I got my Metroid, that was neat. I got a couple of those Nintendo figures. Yeah, like they got just... like the Nintendo. Well, the Nintendo figures are like there, there's there's a hair splitting here because okay, if it's a big dumb thing that doesn't have to do a whole lot, it actually is pretty good. 
Like their 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 Metroid is probably about as perfect as you're gonna get for a Metroid. Yeah, and they yeah. did like uh they do the world of Nintendo figures where it's, a, it's like you can build your own like Mario levels. And oh th- yeah, yeah, those it's, are yeah. fine because they don't it's do the, anything. It's those three to four inch figures where I've been tempted. Like I saw Skull Kid and like all the ones that look like they are a posable action figure. I've been tempted by. Oh yeah. And I just will remember, you know, the the times I have messed with their stuff. I'm just like, you know what? Even when they only have a few joints sometimes, like a figure with two joints, sometimes those two joints feel real lousy. And like, I just, I'm going to end up regretting this. And it also helped a whole lot when that lion's price suddenly spiked. Uh, oh, yeah. No. So I was like, well, that's that's even a better reason to stop looking at that. But all those things, like, you know, those Nintendo figures, NECA stuff, uh, Funko things, those all are the kind of things that way back in the day, I'd be like, well, I got to make this trip worth it somehow. Got to go back home with something. And it would be that stuff. Okay, uh, so I think the the rule we've agreed on is don't buy crap. Yeah, kind of. And also, don't say that out loud, because then you're going to end up calling one person's <laughs> treasure your crap. I just then... admitted to 16 pop vinyls. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not talking to you guys. And I'm specifically worried about you because you're ravenous. Yeah, I I just, I, you know what? They they just annoy me. I don't know why. And I, I, I try not to yell about it too much. Cause in the, and I've, I've told the story before. I was at a barbecue last year, and someone there was like, oh, you're into toy stuff. I really love pop vinyls. And I just said, like, all right, I don't really like pop vinyls, but you just said you really like them. Can you, like, tell me what you like about them? And I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to judge you at all. And it was a really fascinating conversation. Uh, it's, it was the root of some of my current uh, thoughts about questioning one's own reasons for toy collecting. It was very... It's a worthwhile conversation to have, you know, the one where you're you're going to just say, tell me what you think about this hobby thing. I'm not going to try to challenge you on a lot of it. I just literally don't understand. So please explain it to me. Uh, anyway, question number two from Kurito or here. Uh, speaking of Titan Masters, since all the toys have cockpits, I was wondering if you could own any of the Titan Masters as your own personal vehicle uh, with one, what would it be? For me, it'd be cool to have your own personal self-driving Ferrari to take me to school and not worry about parking downtown. But I think nothing beats the spaceships and their ability to blast off into space whenever you like. Uh, I guess you could even charge NASA a Big Mac coupon to drop stuff in space for them. Like, I was going to have Titan Master launch me up there, but I can drop a satellite or two on the way if you like. Yeah, if I could, like, somehow leverage my already magic sci-fi vehicle that takes me into space to also just start like big dogging nasa but in a way where i'm making sure i'm also making sure that we're still moving into space you know so i'm not bankrupting nasa what i'm doing is trying to get the fire lit under their butt make them angry at me so they're like this guy keeps going into space and saying give me big macs and i'll drop our satellites off you know what we're gonna go to space before him screw his stupid big macs a jerk that bully keep those coupons for ourselves yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would get some kind of spacecraft that would let me bully NASA, but with like good intentions. That's what I would do. So you're yeah, I, I out- think that's the only proper answer at this point. So, yeah. so you're cutting, you're cutting out SpaceX's market, though. Who space? Yeah, who? E- I ain't bullied them yet. E- <laughs> Elon will pivot. You know, here's the thing, right? Is I'm going to do all this without touching SpaceX, and then eventually it's going to be me swiveling around, going like, "All right, Elon, either you're with me, or you're in that locker." <laughs> So am I going to start pushing your satellites into space lockers as well? Or are you going to give me some friggin hamburger coupons? <laughs> and Elon's like, fool, I created a printer that can print hamburgers out of waste material in your apartment air. Here, have two. Leave my things alone. I'm like, all right. 
But don't you stop going in space, or I'm gonna shove you in a locker. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my answer to the question. Um, Aaron, sounds like you're on board with this. Yeah. Uh, this is also why, if you give me examples, sometimes that example is just gonna become the question. Uh, TJ, what about you? Do you, do you have any other answers to this, or, or do you just have any thoughts on on whether it's ethical to bully NASA to make them do more space things? <laughs> I don't know about how ethical that is. Like, if I'm going to pick an epic mount from the Titan Master line, you know, uh, the Titan's Return, uh, I think I'd go with Alpha Trion. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, a, space, a personal spaceship, capital ship that turns into a giant lion would yeah. probably be pretty cool. I ride, just mm -hmm. ride a lion everywhere I go. It doesn't have wheels, so it's off-road. Oh, yeah, you know what? You just use him as a lion, and then eventually people are like, we're tired of you and your lion. We're going to come after you. Like, all right, fools, guess what? He's also a, he's a friggin' Macross. Okay, I'm going to blast off and shoot a bunch of drones into the air or whatever. <laughs> like, that seems like the, like, I was, th I was thinking, do we have any of this, like, just a car and a jet? It's like, these are the two vehicles I would need the most in my life. Uh, no, so giant lion it is. I mean, a lot of them are land thing and air thing, I yeah, guess, but that's but kind of a broad brush. Land thing is like fuel <laughs> tank. truck or tank. <laughs> yeah, be a little bit conspicuous of... going. Well, see, look, it'd be conspicuous going to the grocery store in a freaking fuel tank or if you like a fuel, or a like, giant robot lion. Well, well, here's the thing. If you're going to be conspicuous, you might as well be just like, you know, completely go, extravagant yeah. about it. If you're going to go 10 percent. Yeah, don't go 10 percent. 100 percent or go home. Uh, all right. Third question. With the exception of uh, Alpha Trion and Carito's uh, one of his Chrome Dome, uh, none of his Titan Master figures keep their original heads on. Everyone has a different head. So uh, he's wondering if any of us have favorite body head combinations. Uh, this is where I'm, the same thing happened with Combiner Wars. I like the idea of an open play pattern. But then because I'm a stick in the mud, I'm just like, no, but also all my heads have to go on the right bodies. Yes, that is, that is proper. <laughs> and uh and i hate it i, I really hate it I'm, no I'm a, no you, you're just correct i'm a i'm yeah. just a i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little flimsy soggy floppy stick no, and no, a big no, bubble don't, don't feel bad about it because you're doing it the right creek way of mud i'm just i'm i'm you know what i, I want to be swap and then you know what really is stupid i'll start swapping heads if the sakamoto pack-in comics start doing it because <laughs> then those are canon and i'm like oh i can do this now it's like there's there's no reason why it's real I feel super cool now about like you know what I can do with God Bomber, I can put Luna Club and Armada Thrust's legs and Nightbeat as a head because it wasn't a comic. And it's like that's a really stupid thing you're doing for a really stupid reason. Like if you're already gonna put Nightbeat's head on God Bomber, the fact is cause it happened in a comic, not just because you thought it would look funny. Uh, even Overlord. You know what I haven't done yet, even though I've had the toy for weeks? I haven't put any heads into his nipples. When why not? Because none of them are supposed to go there. So I just I sit there, I look at his nipple cavities, and I'm like, I should put something in there. Or turn him back into a jet in a tank, and I do that instead. I'm a I'm a I'm a big old square just big so excited square stick in the big floppy square shaped stick in the bubbling quicksand mud. It's my name. Actually my name's Chris. 
Uh, last question here is, uh, I have personally always found it funny that every single Transformers line seems to have a Megatron and an Optimus toy. So I was wondering, who do you think are the most unnecessary Optimus and Megatron figures we've gotten? Uh, I could personally do without Titan Masters, Optimus, and Megatron, maybe even the Combiner Wars Optimus. Yes, I'm still salty about Energon Prime. Anyway, that's all for now, you magnificent bastards. Um... I think if we're going to talk about unnecessary Optimus and Megatron, unnecessary Optimus is that power bank Optimus that just came out at Hascon, because it looks like he's not even cool to transform like the Xiaomi Soundwave was. Mm-hmm. And unnecessary Megatron uh, would probably be the alligator, because except for the e-hobby set, whoever cared about him after Beast Wars proper Megatron came out. Like Bat Optimus just looks cool no matter what happens. Alligator Megatron, all due respect, just looks like a guy. Lines in the sand today. What about, do either of you guys have an Optimus or a Megatron that you always have kind of just thought, like, this thing didn't need to exist? What about the reverse Optimus Megatron? Oh, reverse convoy? Reverse. Wait, you're gonna... Yeah, reverse convoy rebirth. Oh, that's like a two-in-one. Okay, well, it's not a two-in-one. It's a Megatron that has a Optimus disguise. Well, okay, he is when the toy came out, but the story behind it was that was an Optimus who was like, I'm going to install a black hole generator in my cannon next to my head, and then that happened to grab a Megatron out of the ether, who manifested in his gun and then slowly took over his body like a virus. And it turns out that Megatron was the original Galvatron 2, and then... Unicron's Scourge showed up and killed Rebirth Convoy because he hunts Matrixes, but that released Galvatron 2, who then showed up in the Unite Warriors comic book. You've made me love that toy ten times more. I'm here to help. Here to help. Uh, TJ, what about you? Any Optimus or Megatrons that you feel like were uh, unnecessary? Uh, Cybertron's most wanted Megatron. I don't remember who that... Wait. Was that the breakdown remold? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that took me a second. That, yeah, that's, you know, a, that's that's a point in my favor, actually. The, the idea behind that figure, the, the idea being let's do Movie Megatron as a character in a multiverse box set, I like that part of the idea a lot. But yeah, I can't deny that I also just forgot it existed a few seconds ago. And it was it was an exclusive like you're going to you're paying premium for another Megatron who isn't actually any previous Megatron. Yeah, I can see that one. I still can't. I'm I'm all I'm all defensive of, of poor Rebirth Convoy, but that might also just me. I might be rooting for the underdog. Uh, Whatever the case, I hope that we answered your questions, Carito, because uh, now we're into what we got this week. Uh, on topically, uh, TJ and Aaron, you guys both told me you have nothing on topic this week. Nothing. Yes. Uh, I got one thing vaguely on topic. Did you guys see the photos I tweeted to you? There's two yes. photos, one on topic, one off topic. Hmm? So the on topic one is I got, uh, cause Moss Toys did a, uh, a glyph version of their, their first toy skiff as an exclusive for TF nation. I love glyph. I can't even tell you why. I just really like the idea of glyph. Uh, so when Moss Toys then put up a stock of them online on their web store, I ran over and bought one, and it showed up today. And uh, it has an original face sculpt, because there are already two face sculpts for, for the original toy. Uh, you know, one without a faceplate, one with a faceplate. Um, 
Rune uh, has a new, more feminine face sculpt, which looks pretty good in person. Uh, I had a big old paint chip right on the tip of her nose, though, so I had to put some white paint on there. But uh, other than that, like, I also, I like the color blue a lot more than the color yellow or, or the color gold. So this mold primarily in a cold blue with a, a very cold gray, near white gray uh, supporting color is all my color palette. So uh, I'm, I'm happy with this thing. You know, the, the joint tolerances on it feel round about the same to my skiff. Um, shoulders are still a little bit weird, but uh, I have I have my arrangement now I like to do for them, which which works for me. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy with it because I think I think I'm glyph complete again. Uh, in the unofficial and official sides of things, I think. I like I might be missing a blue bumblebee that Toy World did, but I'm not sure if that was just blue bumblebee or if that was glyph. So I've always left that one alone. But I got the Impossible Toys one that was literally glyph. Uh, so that's my on-topic thing I got. Um, I also got an off-topic thing, which I'll talk about after you guys. Uh, Aaron, did you get anything off-topic this week? Um, I picked up a... Um, so... Oh, heck. I think it all had its genesis probably like five or seven episodes ago when you were talking about the Warhammer 40k going talking forward about just machine. a year. Oh, well, oh no. right, right. Yeah. That... You're like, no, it's gone forward like one year and all this stuff happened and then it actually had gone forward like a millennium and i got and that's way less interesting yeah <laughs> uh, all this stuff happened over a reasonable span of time not 18 minutes it's so is? funny so... if it's like the moment the moment after decades you just advance that timeline by like a day <laughs> yeah. and suddenly all this stuff happens because it's all been waiting in the backdrop like i like that idea but i'd, I'd kind of uh got myself into one of those um Oh, what is it like the wiki hole where you're like, "Ooh, this looks interesting. Oh, what's this thing? Oh, what's this thing? Yeah. And then found um, Warhammer's painting videos. And man, the uh, Duncan crap, I forget his last name, but the thin your paints man. Yeah, th the, the thin your paints man, the be sure to shake the pot, <laughs> you know, it, it's just is this like this calming thing to sit there and look at like, no, he makes this stuff look easy. Yeah, anybody could do that. Yeah, come on. Anybody that has, you know, access to hundreds of paints and yeah. a bunch of models that they can trash <laughs> out and all that stuff. I do that like nothing. Um, I, uh, I need to send you a link to Privateer Press's YouTube channel because they do very similar videos, but a very different tone. Okay. And it's just as worth watching. Yeah. But uh, so what ended up happening was I was at a uh, one of the local game stores and saw that they had the three space marines and six pots of paint that are like the half size pots of paint plus a paintbrush with like $25 on it. And I was like, you know what? I used to play Warhammer 40k. I found some of my old models, but not all of them and none of the rule books and was kind of looking at that and thought, you know, that might be an interesting thing to try again. And to be twenty five dollars to to do an okay job at painting them, we'll see if it's a thing that I actually liked doing or if I've got like weird nostalgia going on for it. So I picked that up and I've managed to assemble the three models so far. So one thing I'm going to tell you is don't get too attached to the notion that you only spent twenty five bucks. Oh, I know. I totally know. Okay, because. Yeah, <laughs> Individual paints are like four or five bucks or eight bucks if you get some of the crazy 
technical stuff, which it was actually cool because this set comes with one of the paint pots is like the the texture stuff that you put on kind of thick. And then when it dries, it cracks up. So it looks like cracked earth. Oh, yeah, I got some of that stuff, too. I thought that looked really neat. Just it was it more is. of a, like, is this a thing that I will legitimately have interest in or not? And yeah, I know if I wanted to do more than that, it's, you know, 40 or 50 bucks for a set of figures and probably as much in in paint because, well, I want to not I don't want to, you know, this comes with like, I think the metallic that's in it is gold. And I sit there and I look at it and like, no, a bunch of like that wouldn't be gold that, you know, for the gun, the gun shouldn't be gold. They should be silver or metal or just like metal. And yeah, I I was very rapidly pulled myself back from that, at least like, hey, I'm going to see what I do with this palette and decide if it's a thing that I even like doing and then maybe I'll upscale it just as like a model building style thing. Probably not playing Warhammer 40k because the couple of places I know around here where they do that, they take it far too seriously anytime I've like watched it. And it's it, it still is, as far as I understand, a game that has a higher like all tabletop war games eventually will become expensive if you really get into them. Right. But the thing that I still really love about War Machine is that you can technically just buy like a, a 40 Canadian dollar box set and play against another 40 Canadian dollar box set. And you can just have fun with that for a good long mm-hmm. while. Well, I mean, I'm sure with like Warhammer, you could probably do the same thing. Well, they always had smaller like starter game setups, but they also, to me, always felt like it was a demo of the real game. Yeah. Whereas, like, I always got the impression from the Battle Box stuff in War, Mach- in War Machine that it, it felt like you were getting more of the full game out of that, or at least the meat of the full game. Okay, I I I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just it's it's ha- like both cases you're not getting a hundred percent of the rules being enacted all the time because, like, in mm-hmm. War Machine, if you're doing Battle Boxes, you don't have units. Uh, you just have solo things walking around, but. You also get the entire focus uh, point system in there, which is which is huge. But I'm also I'm kind of half talking out of my butt because I'm certainly no expert uh, in any of that. And the last time I played 40K was like at the turn of the century. Yeah, it's, so. it's been forever <laughs> since I have played 40K. So that's not going to be a thing that I think I just jump headlong into. No, just um, paint stuff because you want to. That's that's yeah, the best reason. That's that's basically what it was. Um, also, if you do get into painting stuff pretty well, a lot of that transfers over to Transformers really well, too. Yeah, because that's like if you, if you have least, enough colors, like the biggest thing that I've seen is like all of the shading and like dry brushing techniques to mm. bring out texture on things. Oh, that has I, kind I, I was... of been the the part that really draws me, not the necessarily customizing it for a, a special look, but just like. How frequently we get, you know, all the greebles, but nothing there to bring it out. How easy it might yeah. be to just, you know, I've got, you know, some of the, the, um, you know, the various uh, Titan Masters here. And there's a lot of detail sculpted into this stuff. And, you know, this one's all yellow. That one's all red. What would, yeah. if I had a wash and I could hit that with a wash, it's going to give me a nice, clean, reliable shade to it. What will that end up making it look like? I was just going to say also the more confident you get and the bigger your paint selection gets, the less that paint chipping becomes a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not at a point. Oh, I'm yeah, certainly probably. I can't just repair any paint chips, but like, you know, just like I said, with that, that rune figure, 
I'm now at a point where like some cosmetic paint chips that I know would bug me a lot. I'm able to, in my own way, handle them. Or um, you can do it the other way and just make it look worn. Like it seems oh, some, just, some rough days. That also seems like a great way for things to get exponentially worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll weather her face instead. Oh, now the toy just looks like I crapped on it. All right. Got to get some other shading colors than brown. Uh, keep, po post updates on Twitter. Post some photo updates. Yeah, I will. Be a, um, be a kooky person I, who wants I need to stream to be, mini to be painting. Better. I'm not. No, I'm not going to stream any of that. And <laughs> stream your first and mini painting. And, yeah. <laughs> um, again, it's the thing. I need to get a little bit better about social media. I've kind of fallen off of it. But uh, uh, life and busy. And we'll get you, know, you we'll then, get you back on. Then then the whole other thing that I've done of making myself horribly sore all the time, but starting a workout regimen with a person that I've known forever. So there's inherent competitiveness and, oh, he's a guy that keeps himself in good shape. And then I think I'm going to die sitting on a toilet because I can't stand up. Well, just Ever. don't squeeze when you're on the toilet, too, and you'll yeah. be fine. But. Uh, someone's knocking on doors in my hallway out there, and I don't think it's my door because I heard another door open. But it was the it was distracting me a little. You know the, the kind of you know there's knocking on doors, and then there's like the really annoying knocking on doors. Mm -hmm. Like here's a normal here's a normal knocking on a door, right? You go and you wait a bit, and maybe you go like right. Mm -hmm. This was like someone going like, all right, I'm gonna go knock on a door. For like a minute, and then pause for thirty seconds, and then suddenly with two fists, and it's like, oh my god, they're not home. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> and if I find that that's my door, and you're one of those friggin' people trying to sell me on like an ancillary power plan to charge me money outside of the money I pay hydro, I will throw a brick at you if I had any. I'll just probably end up throwing a paper towel roll at you. But uh, that aside, uh, TJ, uh, tell me about an off-topic thing you did. Um, I've only done a few things off topic. Uh, I can ascend in order of importance. Um, added to the Amiibo collection with the new Splatoon 2s, which... Oh, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, like, I've so fallen off the Amiibo thing. Because it's like, oh, mm -hmm. these are really cool. I get all these Nintendo characters. I want all the Smash Brothers sets. And then they took, like, a year to get the last three Smash Brothers ones out. And, like, I genuinely don't care anymore genuinely done but i love my splatoon and they still continue to be very well made minifigures yeah uh i i spot them now and then at uh electronic sections and amiibo maintains a really friggin' high level of quality well it's nintendo like i i, I kind of get where that comes from oh mm -hmm. for sure just when it's physical items i always feel like that's another step up you know yeah like, more can go wrong with a physical item mm -hmm. than uh, a piece of software. I know, those those are nice and will rarely... I, I say rarely be used, but they unlock uh, they unlock stuff in the game, so I guess I have to scan them eventually. So yeah. is, it, is it a one-off thing for that, or is it like Breath of the Wild where you need it every time? Um, for the Splatoon amiibo, uh, it'll record your... It'll record your play data. So like okay. you can play around with different balances and if you don't like it, you can just scan the amiibo back and put it all back. Oh, okay. Or uh as you progress and level up in the game, 
they'll give you a special uh, gear at certain points. Okay. So you got two different uses out of them. They give you a few little uh, little quirky things you can do in game with it. Like you can scan in the squid amiibo and you, you can take like tourist photos around the lobby area with them, including one where it looks like you're like on a date with the squid. Mm hmm. So it's a little. I'd do that. Little, I, I know you would. I know, little funny things like that. Like generally amiibo tend to be like a little a little bit more robust as far as those games to life things are concerned. Mm. I mean, it's also one of the what two that are still around. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. It's like amiibo and Lego survived. I'm not even sure Lego is going to last much longer. I see those piled up everywhere. I, I do, too. But Lego also keep announcing new sets, so they, they must be moving enough. Uh, they did recently announce they're going to be laying off like fourteen hundred people brand wide. All right. That's step one in that thing starting to fall apart. They Congratulations, had, Amiibo. You they win. had what was it? Yeah. What I saw the statement. It's always one of those like corporate doublespeak things where their yeah. <laughs> projected profits were down from something like two point two billion to one point seven billion in profits. And it's like it's just what, so you're making less money than you thought you were going to, but you're still making more money than some small nations. Yeah, it's the whole AAA business thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yeah, the the projections sometimes seem ridiculous. But like the the fact that Lego Dimensions was still having new set announcements even this year and like new set announcements that, as I assumed, came with new missions, new CG assets, mm -hmm. uh, new animation. I was like, OK, something must be going right with Dimensions. But I did not know that they were shuttering some stuff. Hopefully not the game yet. Well, the the one thing that I figure with because they don't do the game, they just that goes to Traveler's Tales or whoever. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably going to be like. Oh yeah, it was. Sorry, it dropped two two point four billion dollars or fourteen point nine billion kroner. Um, but I think it's more going to be like, you probably lose a person or two at every Lego store. And go Bummer. a long way towards that. Um, they better leave the people I know alone. Yeah. Or I'll not be able to do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, TJ, you don't, you don't have, have any Lego this harshly week. harshly worded thing in a podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I have no Lego this week. Well, you're part of the problem then. I haven't yeah. bought Lego in like a year and a half, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else off topic or whatever the next thing in the, the tier list was? Uh, we can go into my common Rider gets for the for the week, which let's do those and then we can do mine because I got common Rider Ooh. stuff, too. Uh, I got uh, the Converge Series six. Oh, I've seen those uh, Converge Gundams. I've seen actually in person downtown, but Converge Common Rider seems like it's, that's one of those things that I'm uh, probably in a very nearby parallel dimension. I ended up collecting all of those. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the tiny body, little big head thing. They've done lines like that before. Yeah. Um, Series 6 finished off the Agito set with G3X. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, I think finished off double with uh, a standalone Joker. Mm -hmm. And then uh, started in on Deno, so Deno and Zeronos, and then started in on Gaim. So it's Gaim and Zangetsu Shin. 
Uh, hitting the important bases right mm-hmm. up front. Here's the thing. Converge always sneaks in one, maybe two, that's a chase figure that they can slightly remold or yeah. just like a repaint of whatever one. And generally I'm left with like, you know, a handful of extras that I can send up to eBay and kind of recoup what I spent getting a whole box. Uh, for whatever reason, they decided we're going to make every single variant we can out of this wave. Yeah, there's some good people in the candy department at Bandai right now. <laughs> so uh, you also get a common Rider Cyclone. You get mm-hmm. a Zeronos Zero Form. You get a Nega Deno. And then you get a Bujin Gaim. I, I love it and hate it when I'm like so ready to have like a little wall of dupes to resell to recoup the cost of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, I actually I can't. But also, I have twice as many cool figures yeah. as I thought I was going to be keeping. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually a pretty fulfilling box. I will admit there's one annoyance. Like, Converge, uh, for five series in a row, have had these, like, clear plastic ankle grabbers to balance the figures. Mm-hmm. I guess collectors didn't like them, so they switched to your standard, like, square black bases. Yeah. Which is annoying because, one, you can't fit as many figures in a line. And two, I'm staring at G3X, who is like a few centimeters taller than everybody else in his cast now. So here's here's what I would do. I would just say, all right, who has a clear ankle thing that I could just trade with? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's just one figure who has a different base, I'd be like, I'm just going to trade bases with like, well, I don't know, you Zeto. You can't even, <laughs> well, you technically, you can't even trade the bases because the previous figures don't have a little hole in their foot to peg him on uh, so, so i'm i'm, I'm this turns into a this turns into a growing project from like now i'll drill a hole into the bottom of this <laughs> figure's foot so they can use the stand no no i'm pretty sure like i'm just i'm pretty sure i'm just gonna steal the one from uh uh past ixa hmm. and uh, just chuck him in a bin somewhere let's have him lay face down he's he's dead ixa he's he's dead otoya no god (laughs) um well i bought some common rider stuff too oh uh so common rider xa just finished that was a very good show based on video games Mm -hmm. uh i dare say it was it was more so a great tokusatsu series based on video games and it was even a like you know common rider entry just happened to be one of those as well Uh, And then it ended and I was really hyped and I was like, I'm going to look back into this candy line called Sodo that I'd kind of skipped before because I started skipping it. And then I sort of caught on when it was too late that Sodo became the line for the show Uh, because this show already had gimmick figure lines with like transforming armor stuff. That line like barely finished most of the suits in the show and then just stopped. Uh, SH Fig Arts has done the main three suits. They're doing a few web exclusives, but the ones that they're picking has me pretty sure that Fig Arts isn't going to complete all the suits from the show either, even hit all the main ones. Sodo is a candy toy series of G.I. Joe-sized figures with lots of stickers and uh, add-on armor bits that also kept up with the show and did, I think, all but three minor variants of every single suit from the entire series. And they came out in time with when they showed up in the series. And then this line was done with such love. There are figures with bonus parts that are appendix pieces for previous figures. Or 
uh, one time they re-released a figure with better paint apps to match a web-exclusive run of the figures done with better paint apps as well. Uh, so anyway, this line also sold out so hard that I feel like Bandai rejigged some plans and Sodo is now like their go-to candy line. They're doing one for build with higher budget, it feels like. They're doing uh, a similar line called Yudo for uh, the current Sentai series. Uh, anyway, I had massive regret that I had missed out on the best X-Aid line. So I went to Diggin, uh, and my first shipment showed up. I, I sent that was the second picture in that tweet I sent to you guys. Uh, that's all the, the that series of stacks of boxes are all the figures I have to put together. Uh, I've gotten through all but one of those stacks now because uh, I wanted to film bits and pieces of it while I went. Um, they're real good. I like these yeah. figures a lot. Uh, the the main thing that they're missing is they don't have a wrist swivel and they don't have a waist swivel. Uh, and in fact, the lack of a waist swivel, I believe, is why I skipped this line back when it first debuted in November. Um, that in the first case assortment was a, a case of 12 with five figures, which I th that's the, the leftmost column there was the first assortment. And I thought, oh, that's dumb. I don't want all those dupes of all the same figures. How stupid was I? One of the ones you got triplicate of was the one on the bottom there, the level one suit. A whole bunch of these other figures come with replacement necks and heads and stickers to take your duplicate level ones and make them into the level ones of the other characters. Uh, anyway, so I got I got all of stage one, all of stage two, all of stage nine, all of stage ten, and then I also got the web exclusive Daisodo line, which is the rightmost stack there. What Daisodo did is they did three characters and one upgrade suit, but the characters. They added way more paint apps, they replaced some of the stickers with even more paint apps, and they added wrist swivels and waist joints uh, to, the, to the bodies. Um, so, this is about half of the Sodo series, ignoring the web exclusives. Uh, the other half will be shipping to me next week. And, uh, and so I, I kind of, I, I went a little bit nuts. And so I'm, I'm taking a little break from some things. But I, uh, I went all in on the Sodo, except for the web exclusives. Those will come later. Um, and yeah, even though the majority of these figures don't have a waist joint or wrist cuts, their other articulation is really well done and has a lot of range. And then the torso sculpt is sculpted with an arch in the back to give a natural standing slope that assists a ton with a lot of poses. So mm -hmm. anyway... I'm really in love with this line, uh, and I'm I'm putting stickers on lots of things. Um, I've got a just friggin' bag full of Ramune candy, 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 and uh, I've even been checking and filming, documenting the best before dates of the candy of each different wave of figures. Uh, wave one's candy is going to be best before October of this year, so I have a month uh, to eat that candy. Get to work. Uh, I, you know, I went so nuts, I found some Japanese YouTube channels, and I made a Google Doc of all of the different Soto stats and what all their case assortments are, so I would know, if I happened to get a sealed box, what all my dupes would be. Okay. This is how much I, this is how much I plan things out. Uh, anyway, that's my off-topic thing I got this week. Um, Aaron, was there anything else on your end off-topic? Not really. Alright, TJ, uh... One more thing about the things I bought. I also stopped buying roleplay toys, so I figured that this balances it out. Mm -hmm. Getting stacks and stacks of candy action figures. Right. I figure it's like it's similar to buying a whole bunch of gashats. Sure, let's go with that. 
Yeah, it's, it's basically the same. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else off topic on your end you want to cover? Uh, a DX build driver. Well, well. Because I don't buy actually, candy toys. You actually got one. Uh -huh. Hey, congrats. Uh, where'd you get it from? Uh, HLJ. So you did, I'm guessing you didn't get the Gashat. I did. What? What? Okay, you know what? Maybe I should go edit that out because some people are probably going to hunt you down because it sounds like a lot of people didn't get the Gashat. Really? From a, a lot of people didn't get the Gashat from HLJ when they got the build driver. Wow. And that has been all over my Twitter feed for the last week of people going like, guess I'm done ordering well, uh, these first release items. It's just it's cellophane into the box. Like, I don't like. I like I, I guess it was a first come first serve. I had my order for the I had my pre order in like the night they went up. Same same thing <laughs> with a lot of the people who didn't get it. That's that's nuts. I assumed no one got it. Oh, my God. That's almost worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you got it. But <laughs> wow. OK, well, I thought this was going to have a real like sardonic tone to it. But you got everything. Uh, -huh. uh Did you get any of the, the like that Gorillamon bottle set for the build driver? Uh, yes, I did. All right. Yeah, I've uh, I've checked out how that thing works. That looks. I guess my main question is: Is the physical mechanism louder or not as loud as the actual speaker? Uh oh, the crank itself. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really had any issue with like how loud the crank is. Like it's it's, it's a hard thing to tell in videos. Yeah, like I can I can hear the audio very clearly. Like it doesn't. I don't think it muffles or muddles it in any way. Okay. Cool. Uh, and and are you how are you feeling about them going to an all electronics in the belt thing again? You can tell how hard they are trying to keep people from like tricking out the extra noises because like it's using the same like multi button and little tab thing that Drive did with the shift cars. Yeah, it's it's like not just like there are this many dashes, but it's like it's actually inputting a code yeah. through flipping switches. Yeah, but this time like the number of them on the on the full bottles is crazy this is, this really is like an eight stage combination that's really funny because there's also already a video out of someone who got all the best matches yeah out of the <laughs> just waiting for them actually having like encrypted chips on the part yeah you have to use like an rfid to actually unlock that set of electronics <laughs> no uh, no not an rfid an actual physical connection to a chip that's encrypted like the the old school uh, lockout stuff that like the NES carts had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. That, that gave me. I, I'm I'm always bummed out when the electronics are fully in the belt, mostly because it that means there's a ceiling. Yeah, that's and true. So that that kind of bummed me out, but it, you know, whatever. Well, they, mean, it seems they, they alternate. Well, yeah, they all. I can see why they would do that too, but at the same mm. time. Like they have like we we've already they've already uh, revealed some get some uh, cash outs. They already revealed some full bottles that have electronics built in. OK. No, um, it's like any other writer belt right out of the box. You're buying it. So you have access to the gimmick and it really relies on how many of the bottles you get. Yeah. Um, so right out of the box, even if you get the one with the, with the holder on the side, which I did, uh, you're still really limited on just how much it can do. What gets me on the driver is how much motion there is to it. Because it's not just it's not just having the primary light blink to match the color of whatever two bottles you have plugged in. But, mm -hmm. you know, the the front of it spins up like the front 
like chrome gear that the light is uh, behind. All that spins up. You know, you get two gears down below that spin with it, like you're cranking this big machine into work. What and the one I didn't even realize until later on is like in the bottles, you have mm-hmm. like these solid plastic drums that are supposed to look like fluid, like they have a little bit of curve to them, like it's sloshing around. You know, and I wasn't sure what the point of that was. When they're in the driver, the driver will actually poke them. So as you're spinning it up and all the gears are spinning, the two bottle, like the fluid in the bottles will move up and down like it's being mixed together. Yeah, I, I spotted that when the first videos of the demo trays from the department store started coming out. And like that really did a good job of justifying some of the lack of electronics in the bottles. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I see how we got. To, it was like, we're going to make it look like there's liquid being pumped in these things and churning while you're cranking the the, the big, the big, uh, whatever, dynamo wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 impressive to me because it's such like there's so much motion in what the toy does. Like I was looking at other rider belts and thing and like, you know, once you just like once you, you you flip the thing and the lights start or you press the thing and the lights and the sound start. Yeah, you have very little that has so much energy going on. So that's yeah. what really sold it to me. It looks it looks really cool. Um, I've, I've been like I've been I've been happy. Like it's it's seeing all the interlock gear stuff where I'm like at least I feel like they are by having all the electronics in the belt buckle they are trying to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it also it seems to me like it's just as ambitious as that as that X Aid belt with like the 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 specifically lined up mirrors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all really clever uh toy tricks. Uh, so are you, are you so are you figuring you're just gonna unless the show really lets you down you're gonna go for uh for grabbing bottles as they come out? Um, I don't know yet. I might stick to the combinations I just happen to really like. Like yeah. I've got the next one pre-ordered because it's Hawk Gatling. Like, how do I go wrong on that? Yeah. So I've, uh, but I, I heard I heard that video of like all of the, you know, all the best match combos. Smartphone Wolf. There's some really dumb ones in there. I know I'm going to skip. F1 Saurus. <laughs> Those dumb ones are actually the ones I like the most because I don't know. I want to see the art that goes with that. Um, I managed to get pre-orders for all friggin' suddenly four waves of Sodo build toys that they put pre-orders up for. Because it's the same team that did Sodo X-Aid, and their their blog posts are another thing that really, I think, is amazing. Like, they do a blog post for X-Aid after every episode aired, showing some development on the Sodo line. It was super cool. And they put up two blog posts for the build ones where they're like, hey, here's everything we're doing to make our figures better than the gimmick toys Bandai is trying to sell in department stores. <laughs> so we're going to have our figures will be fully swappable, you know, from from left, left side, right side swappable. Also, they will have a neck joint and a waist joint. And specifically, they will only have stickers on the legs, apparently, like everything from the waist up is going to be paint apps. Uh it's really freaking yeah. cool. And our level 99 isn't just a shell. Oh, man. I, so I don't have that one yet. But yeah, like that whole blog post where they were like, here's the underbody, the entirely posable underbody for level 99 XA. Then here's like the, the friggin mech parts you put over top of it. Uh, one of the ones in the set that I got is is the, the level 100. And I'm like, and also Poppy was in one of the waves I got. And I'm like, really good posable, well, not good posable, but decently posable level 100 X-Aid, Kamen Rider Poppy. Like, 
these might be the only good figures that come out for these suit designs. <laughs> it's this candy line at G.I. Joe scale. Well, if he well for 100, if you mean Muteki, I'm sure he'll get a figure art eventually. I you know what? He probably will. But oh, they, do that, all, they do all the ultimates eventually. Well, they they didn't do Infinity Ghost, did they? I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know. if I think they've shown it, but I don't think that thing ever went up for order because they, they put up Grateful for order. But like all of the Exade stuff coming out after those first three suits, it's like five variants of Dragon Knight Hunter garbage, which shouldn't be in fig arts before a lot of other stuff. And then like friggin Dangerous Zombie is a web exclusive. Paradoxes are web exclusive. I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't bode well to me at all. Okay, you're right. Google pulls up absolutely nothing for that form. Yeah, I think that something happened after Ghost no where one, they hit a wall. No one's buying it. Yeah, and then like for their first wave of web exclusives, it was just like the first three figures again with Dragon Knight Hunter limbs and then full armor Dragon Knight Hunter. We're going to make a retail release when no one cares about it. And then we have all the limbs, so we'll make a torso for laser, but it'll be him with the Dragon Knight Hunter. It's like four Dragon Knight Hunter fig arts are coming out next aid before anyone else after the first three. Uh, I, I just don't have a lot of hope for a lot of those suits coming out. I don't think Poppy's happening unless yeah. the x stuff does super well. Yeah, that one I could see not happening. The fact they haven't even solicited a Genmu, who is literally a repaint of x Like, I don't know. This is getting way off topic, so I'm going to bring us back around and say, unless there's something pressing... Uh, we're hitting a perfect time to start bringing the show to a close. So, how about we bring the show to a close? Sure. That sounds great. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining me. Um, since there probably will be some more Hascon stuff to talk about tomorrow and Sunday, then, uh, that'll cycle over to the next odd-numbered episode, most likely. Uh, and then I'll, I'll probably check back in with you guys if there are, like, friggin' straight-up abominous reveals or something. Um... Uh, in the meantime, I uh, hope that you all have a good weekend. If I get this up right away, which I'm going to try to do. And uh, TJ, you specifically, I hope that you have a quick, uh, swift weekend that suddenly turns into Monday. <laughs> kind of hoping for the same, though. It looks like there's going to be areas far worse off than mine. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. But yeah, uh, T- TJ is in uh, in suddenly hurricane country. Uh and that's that's the one that's like a floating earthquake. If I got my social media stuff right. Yeah, but it it gets weaker as it comes north. It's yeah, it, it's not gonna, it, by the time it gets to. Well, it's not going to come directly over me. That's the important thing. But, yeah, but <laughs> that's the relief. That is the birth of my confidence is yeah. that the hurricane is not actually going to be floating over my head. Yes. So uh, uh, it's still going to be a rough ride. We're plenty prepared. And this house has been through major storms. It, you know, we're doing fine. Yeah, it's just I'm going to be without power for a while. That's that'll be great. Well, and everyone else who's listening out there, especially if you are somewhere where you had to evacuate. I hope that everything is as painless as can be. I know the situation in some spots is pretty friggin rough and uh, it's a bit of a hollow sentiment, but it's all I can really do is hope that things go as painlessly as possible. Uh, Thank you all for listening and thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I will talk to you all later. Bye bye. Add all that up, I don't know what the f it means, but
But you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay. 